Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's episode is with Holly Hogan, who works at the Premier League as a motion graphic designer. Uh, yeah, this is a great episode. I really enjoyed learning more about uh, how she plays football for Brentford and uh, motion design at the top level of football. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Here's a word from our sponsor before we get into the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Logo Package Express 2.0, a fantastic illustrator plugin that will help you save time when exporting your logo files. Um, it, honestly, it saved me so much time. Uh, Paul Rand wished he had this illustrator plugin. He would have saved so much time rather than drawing all those logos by hand at uh, different sizes. If he had Logo Package Express, he would never need to draw a logo, logo at meter by meter ever again. Um, this one is, is a fantastic one. All the great designers have it and, and people are talking about it in our industry. So save time by getting it. Uh, it'll help you export lo- your logos for your clients you can never get those emails it's pesky emails where they say oh can i have the png because the jpeg doesn't quite work over the top of my image or you know why has it got a white background on it you'll never get those requests from your client ever again with logo package express uh, so check it out down in the description you can have your logos in all the different files formats you need for your client including the different color versions as well the full color the black grayscale black and white uh, inverted as well in all the different vector file formats you need and, and again png and jpeg as well uh, so yeah please do go and check it out it really really has sped up my uh, exporting time and, and helped out my clients as well so check it out down, down in the description for your logo package express discount through the creative waffle podcast link and you can also help out the podcast by doing that as well so yeah hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, check it out logo package express cheers Welcome to the podcast. Hey everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so could we start off with who you are and uh, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Holly. I'm 24. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I've worked for ITV News as their motion designer. Um, I've worked at ESPN as their sole motion designer, um, UEFA, and I'm now at Premier League Productions. Nice. It's a bit of a journey that. That's incredible. Like already yeah. at 24. So how, how come? How how long have you been at each? Like what's what? What actually is? Should we start off with like who you support a football team first? So I should probably ask that. Aston Villa. <laughs> Aston Villa, nice. Yeah, so big time. Born, born in Birmingham. Yeah, born in Birmingham. Um, born and raised in Bromsgrove and Sutton Coalfield, like north and south of Birmingham, because my mum and dad live either ends. Um, and then I was always interested in media at school, so I was never interested in graphics. To be fair, like that was completely new to me. Um, I applied for an apprenticeship at ITV News. Um, when I was 17, I was working in B&M Bargains at the time, like nice. <laughs> really like from a really humble beginning. Um, yeah, so the apprenticeship interview was a group interview and I got there and I thought there is no way that I'm getting this job. There was boys turning up in tuxedos with a portfolio of work. I literally turned up in a Fred Perry jumper, like not knowing what was going on. Um, and there was a task where... Um, you had to redesign the weather the weather graphics. All so right. it was all talking about that on the table. But I didn't really have that much input. There was loads of guys like overpowering, like telling us what to do, what to what they think looks good. But mm. they never got through to the next stage because I think they were looking for like a bit of personality instead of an yeah, overbearing yeah, yeah. guy. Um, so I got through to the last interview for the apprenticeship. And um, I think your personality matters more when you're younger going for these type of jobs. Because mm. I remember just talking about football throughout the whole interview. Um, I remember that the, my boss was a Nottingham Forest fan and I just went, oh, you've won the European Cup twice in the 70s, didn't you? And then he, I think you liked that. So <laughs> I think, yeah, you definitely need to talk about other stuff in interviews that just to get your personality across. Yeah. Because I think it's a lot about how you fit into their team as well. It's not just what you can do with, you know, Photoshop, After Effects. So I got, I got the job. It was based in Birmingham. I spent 18 months there um, working in a group of six designers and they were all amazing. Um, six guys, I was the only girl. That's a recurring theme throughout my career. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were all helpful. I remember asking really naive things like, oh, how do you make a tree in 3D? And the, the guy would literally come over and build a tree from scratch and show me how to do it. So it was a proper learning curve, yeah. Um, so yeah, ITV was, oh, honestly, I'm so grateful for that opportunity. That really kick-started my career. So that, that was an internship when you were 17, right? Uh, apprenticeship, yeah, apprenticeship. Yeah, apprenticeship, wow. That's, um, 
like so it was one thing I, I, I read the uh, MPHL MP, I always get them left as much stuff <laughs> yeah same <laughs> right. uh, no place like home um, uh, and uh, and yeah it, it's just like an amazing story and just the first thing it comes across is like so hard work and sort of like go-getter mentality and it's, um, it's I mean it's great I mean it, so that I mean so young as well being ITV and then all these amazing companies after that do you think that like do you think they, all the other companies looked at the ITV and thought, "Wow, okay, you're in. You can, like, you can do exactly. it." Exactly. I think you, if you've got a good CV, you, it's quite easy to get an interview at the next place. But right. like I said before, if you can talk an interview about life and not just design, that I think that's really helped me as well. Just getting, you know, your personality across, and because it's like I've said, it's fitting into their teams. Like I find in yeah. a design team, you've got different levels of people, so. Obviously, junior up to senior, but personality-wise as well, you've got the quiet ones. You've got, well, the quiet ones are usually more technical. And then you've got the loud, well, not loud, but more talkative people who, I don't know, are more, you know, do the other side of design, fun stuff. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but yeah. So if you've got, you've got a fit right into the team, I reckon. People were listening to that and saying, you just shafted a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> listening around, like, am I a quiet one or am I the talkative one? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's take it back to like, to like football and, and Villa fans. and Because and, I, I went to um, Swansea versus Villa. Um, I think it was FA Cup. We, we played them, mate. That's probably the best ever since Swansea played. A couple of years ago when we just gave you Tammy Abraham and he didn't yeah. play against us. I think it was, I think it beat you 3 0 in the FA Cup. Um, not to rub it in, but like it was amazing. Uh, it's such a good atmosphere, and the stadium's incredible. Yeah. Like one of those proper old stadiums, um, which it just feels, I don't know if it's different than the home end, but the way the way in just, it just feels like magical. It feels like you step back in time. Yeah, I mean, well, I think where the away fans are sat, you get to see the big Trinity Row stand, and you've got the whole tend on the left. Like it, every time I go to the to Villa Park, the whole tend just gives me shivers, and I've seen it a million times. There's nothing better than seeing a packed whole end. It's so it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't wait to go back to football grounds. That's one thing I've been missing so much, along along with obviously just well exercise and just football <laughs> in general. Yeah, I know. Not Playing being able football. to go to the gym is killing me. Absolutely killing me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll talk, definitely talk about home workout. That's on the list as well. Your your holy self uh, self care club. Like, that was definitely oh, yeah. on the list to talk about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I struggled so much, so, so much with this sort of stuff. Right now, there's no motivation to go to the gym at all. Just um, yeah. to, to like actually do home workouts and, and go get, get home gym workouts. But yeah, are you fairly good at that? Or are you, are you like... Are you, at, are you at going to the gym and keeping like, fit and stuff. At home, like home workouts and that. Yeah, I've actually got my housemate in London to send up my dumbbells. I've bought oh, nice. a sandbag. So I'll try every day, but... Yeah, it's, it's a struggle because it's so dark and cold and you just can't be bothered to get up early and go for a run. But yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've, I've got runner's knee recently, so I can't run. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I googled it. Apparently, it's like a sack of fluid under your knee, and it just hurts like every time you bend it. Huh. I don't know. Uh, so just like too much running on hard, yeah. hard grounds. Okay. Yeah. Interested. Never heard of that. I mean, is it like um, is it tennis elbow, an athlete's foot? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Athlete's foot's a weird one, isn't it? It's like is that the dead skin one? Isn't that like a fungus infection? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> more, like, more like tennis elbow then um yeah <laughs> so talk to me about like, like Aston Villa and like your first of a game how you fell in love with football um I think I've always loved football uh, my dad is a massive Aston Villa fan um I, I grew up in the Aston Villa centre of excellence at the age of eight I left at 15 um we used to go to all the games I used to play for Villa in the in the at midday then we'd drive to the ground to get the three o'clock kickoff um I think my first top was an Aston Villa top. So, yeah, I've, I've always loved football. And that kind of led me to apply for ESPN, the job um, after ITV, because mm. um, <clears throat> I wanted to move down to London to like, experience the lifestyle. I think I was only 19 when I did it, and I didn't have any idea what to expect, where to, where to look to live. I ended up in a, my own flat in Bayswater, not on a good wage. Don't ask me how I afforded it, because I have no idea looking back now. I doubt I could afford that now, but um, yeah, so I was living in zone one at ESPN, and that was, I reckon that was the best time of my life, like, so far, really, because the people working there were just all amazing. Everyone got on, you know, that London, that London vibe where you'd go out for drinks after, you'd, you'd, all, be ma- you'd all be mates talking about football, going to events. And mm. I got the opportunities to go to um, 
Wimbledon. Um, I went to Paris to the Women's World Cup draw. Amazing. They were just great. Yeah, I got so many good opportunities there. Um, and I was the only designer, so there was a there was a big workload because you, you wasn't just working for the video team. You'd be working for um, sales. If they needed a branded content piece, they'd come yeah, to you. Yeah, totally get that. To, yeah. yeah. So that's all good experience, though. Like, the more you can do, just it, just say yes to everything, basically. That's how you learn, point. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me, me and the other designer at um, also we're trying to do that. We've just moved into like a, like a general designer role, and um, yeah, rather than we were in the partnership development um, team, so more, more working with potential sponsors. But just moving into like a general design role, and it's great. Like to get so many different projects, and got a really exciting one for um, the football development team, and they teach kids like and education of football, and I think it's general education as well, yeah. right in the community, and. Um, and we're designing a card set like Arsenal footballers, but like our own match attack sort of thing. It's great, so fun. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. Do you, get, we, huh? do you get to do motion design as well at Arsenal? Yeah, I could. Uh, I need to do a bit more of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I could definitely offer offer like if I knew I'd do it, I'd do it. But um, I need to learn a bit more of that. Roland's better better at uh, motion design than I am, but um, definitely something I want to learn about uh, a lot more. Yeah. I said, I've said this like for a year now. I need to do more of it and learn more of it after effects and stuff, which I'm slowly, slowly getting there. But yeah, yeah. It's when you've got a full, full-time job and you're doing like still designs all the time, you're not, exactly, yeah. like, you don't always get the chance. I mean, the best probably chance was around Christmas. Like <laughs> if you don't want to rest, yeah. you can you can learn it, but on yeah. the weekends. Um, before, before we go into the job stuff, take me, take me back to like playing for Aston Villa and like growing up around football. And being Aston Villa, like in the academy and stuff. Um, I, I loved it. I mean, I was Villa's number nine when I was a young teenager. <laughs> that was my dream, you know. But um, I kind of stopped when I was fifteen. I lost interest. I started, you know, going out with my mates and stuff. Um, but I got back into football when I went down to London. My boss at ESPN knew the women's manager at QPR, so he got me a trial. So I ended up signing for QPR. Um, I loved it there. Like, if I reckon when you move, if you move to London and you're not from there, you need to join a club like to really have that social balance and yeah. club like feel and make some friends really because it's quite lonely down there if you don't know anybody 100%. and you're young and um. So I definitely recommend that. But yeah, I, I really found my love for football. Um, and then obviously from ESPN, I went back to ITV in Birmingham because there was a job opening there and the boss said. Do you want to come back? So it was. It's a regret. It's not a regret looking back now, but it wasn't the best move for me at the time, um, because I was loving life in London, and then going back to a job which I knew what it would it would be like wasn't the best move for me. But yeah, then I'm, I moved to Wolves. I played for Wolves when I, when I went back, um, and then I now play for Brentford. Brentford yeah. women. That's crazy. How's that, how how was that during COVID? I was playing for Brentford. Brentford. It was strange because you, you couldn't see your nan, but I could be man marked at a corner. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> we we um we played a game actually the last game we the last game we played and one of the other team had COVID, but oh, we weren't we weren't allowed to know what position they were because of confidentiality rules, which I found outrageous. So yeah. n- n- none of us knew like who was at risk or what. So yeah, it was dodgy. Holy shit. So you really yeah. just don't play, like, did you find out before the game or after the game? After. That's oh, fucking hell. Sorry, sorry, yeah. that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. so bad, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was fuming. Yeah. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, so you leave, leave the design side of, like, and jobs alone a minute. Like, being like playing football, like, how, how is it? Like, what sort of, like, the mentality and being coached and, and like, the training, how hard is it, all that, like, the, the physical side of it what's, what's it like because um, everyone's fi- like, like everyone listening to this would be either had like trials like you or, or like being in an academy like you and, or always wanted to do that stuff and never had it so like, what's it like yeah um, the pressure when I was younger was quite a lot to be fair um, looking back I wish I tried harder because I don't think I did um, but as you get older the physicality for me got easier because I was going to the gym all the time like I've never played against anyone who I thought was stronger than me. Um, you have to be very fit, though, like, so fit. Yeah. <laughs> to play 90 minutes up and down the wing, honestly, it kills you. But, um, yeah. So you're a winger? You're... 
Yeah, play across the front three, basically. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not no, no like uh, no comparison, but like even doing five aside is it's crazy. Like even in Shoreditch yeah. and Power League, like, you just get yeah. battered. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do ninety minutes on there. Let alone like a, a full <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, so so what's like? Do they set your food plans and stuff yeah. like that as well, or are they like? It's not no, it's it's not that serious at Brentford. I think we're in a low tier. Um, okay. I couldn't. I, um, but at at Wolves, it was quite intense. I think they're in the fourth tier. There was food plans. There was you. I think you trained three times a week, three hours a time. It got yeah. it got a lot. Yeah, and I was travelling from Birmingham City Centre on the tram, which took one hour forty five to get there. So it was wow. uh, intense. Yeah. How, how does that would work? Like, how how do you manage both flights? I didn't really manage it all, to be fair. Um, that was moving back f- from London to Birmingham to work for ITV, play for Wolves was, I think, probably my lowest moment of my life, really, because you'd be working 10 till half six at night, then rushing to football three hours, getting back home. Um, and it was a very high-pressure job as well, like making graphics, screen standard, um, so yeah, and then going back home to an empty flat and it all got a bit too much for me. And I was doing way too much more than I could handle. I started getting sleeping problems. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good time at all, but I, rec- I thought to myself, I've got to get out of here. So I got back a job at UEFA, went back down to London and um, sorted myself out really. I think you've got to go through low times to, to really appreciate the high times. Um, yeah, it can't all be plain sailing, can it? Yeah, I mean that that sounds amazing. I like playing for Wolves and like working on ITV. I mean, but I, I understand like Arsenal and, and like living in a flat on your own. I definitely like, working yeah. in a high pressure job. Same same at Arsenal. It's like the mentality of, of people there is, is so different to working at the previous places I've worked. Um, and yeah, in London as well, with everyone around you like the buzz and and. Mm. And then, so my flatmates uh, lived in Spain um, for six six months of the year, and didn't have didn't have the girlfriend at the, at the time. So it's like oh, coming home again to, to an empty flat, just watching football, being surrounded by football all the time. <laughs> Literally, my, yeah. My company is like the podcast I listen to. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I understand. I understand the loneliness side of it definitely. But uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. Just playing football. I mean, th- th- that's a really good point. But like, when when you moved to down to London, how did you? How did you manage living on your own? Because I've, I've only just gotten out of living on my own. Um, when I moved back to London from ITV. Well, yeah, when, when, or, or before at the start, when you, were, when you were younger. How did I manage living alone? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think being in a club of some sort helps. Um, oh, right. And trying to be alone as little as possible. So if you... I mean, I love going to the gym. I'd go to the gym after work, um, make friends in the gym, have a chat, or and then go back home, cook dinner. And by the time you've done that, it's time to go to bed. And then you're up early to go to work in the morning. So I reckon just keep yourself busy because um, mm. it's the worst when you, you if you feel lonely or you know you, you're struggling mentally. Just keep yourself distracted. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, play lots of football. Um, yeah, yeah, because there's going to be like a three month period. But I'm on my own again um, this month, I think. And it's gonna uh, this year, sorry. And it's gonna be um, yeah, it's gonna be hard with COVID. Hopefully, hopefully football will be back up by then. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it must be must be really tricky right now, especially like people on their own. Must be crazy. Yeah, that's um, why I've come back home because I was living in a shared house. Um, the first lockdown was great because there was four of us in the house. We all got along. We were like best best mates, and um, two moved out. So. I just thought, you know what, I'd, if I'm going to be paying rent, I might as well just go home. Yeah. And be, be with my family, you know. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice thing to do. Um, yeah. Been wondering that as well. I've <laughs> wondered if I should <laughs> go back. Yeah, it's, nice it's definitely a, a thing to think about. Um, but yeah, going, going back on to like, like more lighthearted stuff. Um, so I'm just interested in like your journey in football as well. So how, how do you move from club to club then? Like, is it just like, I'm, I'm really sorry, I want to move over here? It is literally like that. I sent them a, a DM on Twitter and then you get a trial and they see what you're about and wow. they'll either sign you or, you know, or they'll say no, sorry. So, so if you send someone a DM on Twitter, you get a trial? In women's football, basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they'll ask coaches about you, like if people know who you are, what you're about. Okay. Um, so if if your name's out there, you'll, you'll get a trial. But wow. yeah, in women's football, it's genu- genuinely like 
easygoing when it comes to trials and yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting time as well. It's watching women's football grow, like because obviously being born in '98, it's like that's. I mean, everything's already there for the men's game, and like now being able to see like another sport grow, well, like, like another another whole generation of of the women's game grow. It's crazy. It's really something really nice about it. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would like to happen earlier, but like just to see it and be a part of it growing and, and the support that it's getting is great um, as well. Do you feel like do you feel a bit of pride about about that, like the being part of the main generation that took it sort of mainstream? Yeah, I do, but I also feel like it should have happened so much earlier. But yeah, I'm happy it's happening now, basically. But still, the pay is not enough. So yeah. if I, if I wanted to take football seriously now, I'd have to quit my career and not be paid a lot playing football, basically. So there's still a large way to go before you can actually become you can try, you know, become a proper footballer as a, as a career. Um, unless you play for Man City or Arsenal. The rest of the chain is just by far, you, you can't even compare them because I think Man City played Aston Villa two days ago and it was, I think it was 7-0. Yeah, I saw that. I watched yeah. The, yeah, I watched the first half and I thought, oh my God, the gap between these two two sides is disgraceful. Um, yeah, yeah, it is a, it almost makes you think like maybe the women's team should have like a women's super league, like a, I know it's called the WSL, but like, like um, you know how the men, the men's game are talking about a, a super, super league with like top yeah. teams from around the globe, like around uh, Europe. Maybe the women's yeah. team should do that, like do just do the Champions League, because it's a bit unfair. Yeah. Like on, on your on your Aston Villa's getting battered seven nil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. bad for them. Um, <laughs> do you reckon it like how, how long before it becomes equal to the men's game? I don't think it ever will be equal to the men's game unless in five or ten years. You know, we get uh, clubs get taken over by billionaires. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't personally see it ever being equal. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah. Yeah, I know there's a lot of like calls for bigger clubs to invest more in their women's team, especially some of the stuff you're you're seeing uh, in them investing and, and like they could be investing in their other teams. Um, yeah. But also spend so much money on their academy and stuff like that as well. And then, yeah. I like calls like Liverpool. They were, you know, they. They didn't give um, the women's team like access to the training ground. They get like, academy academy players. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. Like, how can you do that? Like, maybe a club, right? And and the whole thing about yeah. Liverpool as well is going to be like one club sort of feeling. Um, it's a shame, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, they change it. Like, or give them something as good. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, um, some keep keep going on on the football route quickly, like. What was 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 it like in the train change room, like the, the dressing room, like the mentality, and like when you go out on the pitch, like how's it playing for a professional? Like Brentford's like a professional club, like so how, having that shirt on and like playing for Brentford. Yeah, no, it feels great playing for Brentford. Like there there is a certain pride there, um, but like I said, it's you the, the teams you play against in in the, the tier that Brentford are in aren't on Brentford's level, so. Brentford are investing more into their women's team currently um, and we're hoping to get promoted this season and then promoted therefore after and the following season. But we're trying to get ourselves back up to tier four, tier three. Um, but there is a certain pride there when you pull on the shirt because obviously it's Brentford. Like we got invited down to the, the new stadium to have a tour there. So nice. they're really making the women's team feel you know, included in it all. And um, yeah, hopefully just bigger and better things to come from the club really. So whereabouts are you in the league now? Uh, I think we're like third with with the, with the game in hand, something like that. Yeah. So who's above you? Who's who's above and around? <laughs> um, a team called Walton Casuals, I think. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We used to play that. I used to play yeah. that. Uh, Did it, you? Yeah. 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 Um, um, and who else? I think Crystal Palace Development as well are in the league. Okay. Anyway, yeah, going back to like non-football stuff. So, so you got ITV. What's the day-to-day ITV then? Because it's Designing stuff for the news must be stressful. Yeah, I mean, we did stuff for the regional news that went out at half six. So you'd get your brief in the morning from an, from a reporter from, say, Ang- ITV Anglia or ITV Meridian or, you know, Wales, and you'd, you'd yeah. get the brief. Um, and then you'd have, depending on how hard the brief was, you'd have until a certain time to, to deliver. So if it was quite an easy thing to do, you'd get it done before say one so you're free for another task if anything comes in late um there was short there was short term graphics and long term 
So if if a reader knew they were going to do a certain feature or a certain strand of, of work, we'd have a couple of weeks to work on the, the title sequence. And if, if they give you long enough, you could maybe do it in 3D or, you know, really put some time and effort into it if they think ahead enough. But um, sometimes you'll get people that won't think ahead and throw things at you the day before. Um, so you, you can't really, you know, some people think there's a magic button that you press and the graphics are made, you know, but <laughs> we need time to do these things. Um, but yeah, there's, when you get short notice, you've just got to use your knowledge to know what you what is possible and what isn't because there's nothing worse than leaving yourself short so if you if you start out making a graphic and you, you know that it might you might not make it that pressure is just yeah it's, it's full on yeah no I get the same feeling um yeah so with, with the I've always wondered how the weather people work like how, how does <laughs> how does it work because like, they're pointing at screen but they're not looking at it like, is it a green yeah, screen? Yeah, it's, like, it's a green off? screen. It's a green okay. screen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it is magic how they do it because I, I honestly don't know. But I think they're looking at a screen. They're looking at themselves pointing at a map, but there's actually nothing there. So right. it's like a ref- they re- it, the galleries show them pointing at a map to, to them, but they're not actually pointing at it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and do they have like a script in front of them or is it like, is it just like the coloured dots? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's an auto queue in front of them. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. How did you do much stuff for? Um, so it's mainly motion design. Did you do much stuff like for the for the website and stuff, or is it like the, just the news channels? Yeah, it's just the news channels, unless like a story needed a thumbnail or something, but that was very rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. cool. And that's how how do they know you wanted to like do motion design? How did you know you wanted to get into that from from before uh, ITV? Um. I didn't really. Um, I applied just because I was interested in media. Um, like I remember on my first day when I at ITV in the apprenticeship, I was shadowing the guys, and um, all of the guys thought I'd have a basic knowledge of, you know, motion graphics, yeah. graphic design. And I remember saying, "Oh, well, what's a keyframe?" And everyone turned around like, "Oh, she actually has no idea what this is." <laughs> um, but luckily, I was a quick learner. Um, but yeah, and then I just fell in love with it. Really, the way you can tell a story through animation and what if, if you think of an idea in your mind you can put it in onto a screen i think that's amazing you can yeah. you and you have total control how everything how everything moves did you hear that yeah it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> that was my auntie's phone <laughs> um yeah and the fact as a motion designer i don't see myself as just a designer you're technically a cameraman you are a colour treater, you are an editor because you have power over a camera in After Mm. Effects, in Cinema 4D. You're a sculptor, you can sculpt things. So there's so many different aspects to it and you can really get a passion for it. So, And the fact you can learn anything at any time as well. So if you don't know how to do something, you could go and look on how to do it now. Like Mm. You can get better so fast. That's what, yeah. How have you been learning that? Is it YouTube or is it like online? Is it Skillshare, YouTube? What's what's how do you what's the quickest way to learn? Um, for me, I, I need to know what I'm doing before I look at a, a tutorial. So I'll have an idea in my mind of what I want my graphic to look like, mm. and then I'll go on YouTube and find out ways to you know build the graphic. And then you can obviously alter alter it how you want to make it look like look like your graphic basically, um, and fit how you want it to fit. Um, but I, I like looking on Behance for inspiration, um, just typing in keywords and seeing what comes up. Mm. Um, so like for me to look at a still graphic, I can then think how that would move. So if, if I have the end frame, I then think backwards. This is how it's going to look after 10 seconds. Now what? How, how is it going to get to that point? Ah, that's interesting. I think, so I, I chatted with um, Danny from Man City and I think Man City do the best sort of motion work at the moment for uh, yeah. a football team. I mean, yeah. Danny's got some great stuff um, going on, and um, yeah, I the other guy is escaping me. I feel really bad. The other guy's name, but the um, man's like yeah, been really, really good at that and the motion design. And he was saying he learned through a few, few websites online. So it's always interesting, like how, how the thought process goes, thought process from the start, the end point to from back to the start point. Because I would have thought you'd start with one thing and then sort of lead to the next thing. Because that's yeah. always that's always with, with like 
graphic like still graphics you start with a blank page and sort of work your way to the end yeah rather than uh rather than thinking about the other way around which never really uh never really think about that maybe i should think about that more like look at other people's work and think oh, how do they how do they draw that and from start yeah. from uh, a blank page yeah i get lost if i start blank totally lost yeah. because i'm always like what do i do next then yeah i find working backwards much easier but behance is great as well because it's, it's just fantastic like work on there it's just the top people as well like instagram yeah. you can be scrolling for hours until you find like the top top people yeah. but um i think this behance has, has got it nailed down with um with, with showing the work and showing it neatly and organized and the collaborations it's really good as well how you can show yeah. like uh, a football club's um work and you can see who else has been working on that project it's really smart yeah I like that um so yeah what so going from itv news how what's the what's the next one and and how did you get how did you move on why did you why did you realize it was time to go on um i feel like there's a feeling inside that you're in the, the wrong place <laughs> you mm. know like um for me I wanted to be in the hustle and bustle of London and, yeah. um, you know, where all the opportunities are. And um, so, yeah, I had to go back, really, because um, I, I wasn't happy. And at the end of the day, you've got to be where you're happy. It doesn't matter if you're on more money, if you're, you know, in a, in a better financial situation or what. Like, if, you, if you're mentally not OK somewhere, then you, it's, it's time to go. You've got to do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, you've got to look after yourself. So... Yeah, I looked for a, a job and luckily one at UEFA came up. So I applied there, um, went down for the interview and again spoke about football, obviously, because it's UEFA. But we had a chat about, you know, Villa and Wolves and I um, spoke about who each other supported and mm -hmm. spoke about a few things about life and that. And then, yeah, I, I got the job. Um, but that, I saw that was really as a stepping stone to get back to London. I didn't really... I wanted the job, but it wasn't something I, I was looking for specifically to, to go to. It was just for me to get back to London, really. And I, I stayed there for a year. For a year, yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, because you wait for it's definitely somewhere I want to work at in the future. Like, what's what's yeah. it like day to day? Is it, also, where, where's, the, where's their office in London? Stotley Park um, okay. and Premier League. So you've got UEFA ground one and Premier League ground, uh, level two. Oh, my way. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah cool. um and you've got the var room like opposite premier league as well that's good <laughs> yeah um just go and smash it up a couple of times <laughs> some of yeah, the decisions so, have been awful i know i know day to day at uefa um it's, there's a lot of templated work so okay. uh, projects that have been done before just replacing and um image wise replacing mm. but you also make um each season you need new strands so the strands such as teammates, where teammates ask each other questions, you'll need a, a brand uh, <clears throat> motion graphic sequence for that. Um, a lot of other strands as well that you make graphics for, like name straps, um, just your average graphics, really. Mm. Um, and on the social side as well, I got to do this really cool feature. It was about Thierry Henry and his, um, I think Champions League did a collab with Heineken. And I got to do the graphics for that. And I think it got like, millions of views on Instagram. Nice. So it, you, you get a large audience looking at your work, which is a massive plus point because your work gets across the, the world of Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen some of this, this stuff. It's really, really smart as well. They've got a really like high-end brand, which yeah. um, obviously it's a trophy everyone wants, right? It's not... Like, it's, yeah. People put it above the, uh, the Club World Cup because I always find that weird. Do you, do you ever find that weird? Like people put the Champions League above the Super Cup and above the Club World Cup, even though they're the ones you have to... Yeah, you get to after you win the Champions League. No, I don't find that weird. I think that the, those cups are Mickey Mouse, aren't they? The, the really? Club World Cup. Yeah, I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if you're in it, you've got to win it. Like, even the Carabao Cup, I'm like, yeah, okay. This season, yeah. maybe you could probably bin it off because there's so, much, like, so many other games. But yeah, I, I think if you're in it, you want to win it. You've got to go with that Pep Guardiola mentality. You've got, yeah. got to try and win everything. <laughs> um, no, that's... That's strange that it's on the same level. I wonder if they um, ever have any crossovers. Like, if anyone have any team from the Premier League go over and into the UEFA offices and have a chat, or there must be some meetings. Like, like yeah, no, really I think if, if, yeah, I mean, a lot of people talk, chat. That there's a lot of like friendships in between the two. So yeah, yeah it's a nice environment to work in, definitely. Mm. Obviously, not not now because it's very COVID safe and you know. But when it's back to normal, it's it's a great place to work. Yeah, what are the offices like? 
Um, the offices are, yeah, great. We've got a, a small gym inside. There's Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> You've got all the studios as well. So Premier League studios, we've got one downstairs, um, one upstairs, where like the ex-footballers will come in to debate a certain topic or where all the live shows are put out. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool environment. Amazing. Amazing. Jim, awesome. If you're listening, I've got to get a gym in. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's incredible. I might actually suggest that to the, uh, to the guys at work. I didn't realise that yeah. the gym in it. So I, I went to the TalkSpot offices um, uh, and, and they're incredible. They're just, they're just so, they're, they're in the big um, news block opposite, opposite the Shard. And uh, yeah. that's, they're, they're just beautiful. They're amazing offices and look so smart. Um, and, and there is a, there's one office block at, at Arsenal, which is like that. And the one I'm in, it's not like that. It's like back, back, um, just normal office, really. It's just like white, white everywhere. But yeah, yeah, it's nice to be working somewhere as well. Like it's more inspiring if you're working somewhere cool and, and exactly. you know, get a lot of benefits and keep you happy. Very cool. Yeah. Um, but how come how come you're in there for a year then? How come you sort of a stepping stone rather than a, a full time thing? Um, well, I think more longer, not full time because she was full time, but longer. I think the level of work I was doing, I got to a point where I was thinking, I can do more than this. Um, right. If I stay here, I'll stagnate. Um, I'm not learning. So for me, I have to be somewhere where I'm constantly learning and getting better. Um, so that's why I decided to go and look look elsewhere. And obviously, being in the building of, of the Premier League, you get to see like the offices they're in and what they're mm-hmm. working on and... You know, so yeah, I've, I've, ever since I started working at UEFA, I was always looking up there thinking, oh, that would be great. <laughs> Can I work for you? But yeah, yeah, that obviously materialised. So that's amazing. That. How, how, how do you look for jobs? Because obviously you've got some really high high profile jobs. Is it LinkedIn or, or is it just, is it LinkedIn, yeah? Yeah, everyone's yeah. LinkedIn, yeah. Nice. And like building connections on LinkedIn and stuff and like seeking out jobs before you get the job. Have you ever done that? Or is that like, you got any LinkedIn tactics on how you like make contacts before you get the job or something? Um, only with this Premier League job, to be fair. Oh, I reached good. out to the boss, um, just asking her if there was any openings. Um, the boss of the Premier League? So. The boss of the, the graphic design boss. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't message him. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, this is my situation. This is what I can do. Um, if there's any job openings, then I'd be more than happy to hear about it or be considered. So, yeah. That's cool, yeah. I mean, yeah, I need, I need to uh, think about this sort of stuff for the future, like because you've you've moved around different high-profile jobs. And I've been thinking, like, obviously working at Arsenal is a great start, right? It's fantastic, but I'm not an Arsenal fan, and eventually, I'm loving it at the moment. But eventually, there'll be a time where I don't, you know, I want to move on. I want to test something else if it, if it does stagnate or anything. So how how is that transition? And I don't know. How, how do you make that transition really? How's like, how do you know when the time is to move on? And do you think a year is too like, little to have on your, on your CV? Because that's what I wondered as well. Yeah, I mean, ideally I would have stayed longer, but I knew it was time for me to go. But um, as a creative, you need to be constantly growing. That's what I'd say. I'd, I'd say just listen to your gut. And that's what I've done my whole career so far is um, once you get a feeling that it's not the place for you, um, then it's time to go because mm. if, if you if you go to work and you've got that in your mind you ain't going to produce your best work anyway so yeah of course um yes. you've you've got to be constantly stretching yourself like me right now every graphic request that comes in for me I I will try something new I will I won't make anything that I've made before or use a template I'll try and always build something that I haven't built before um so if you get a job that gives you that creative freedom then Yes, I'd, I'd stay there. Um, it's all about creative freedom, really, I think. if you're, There's obviously going to be brand guidelines to stick to and things like that that, that are, are very restricting. But if just be as creative as you can with it and I reckon you'll know when it's time to move on. But yeah, so what, what, what sort of stuff did you work on um, at, at your way before you moved to Premier League? Like, what sort of stuff was it and anything, like, huge? Um... Not really huge, no. It was just like internal graphics for, like I've said, alpha channels with yeah. uh, name straps and just day-to-day runnings, really. Um, update Because obviously each match 
match weeks for Champions League was the busiest time. That's when you get all your content and mm. things would need to be pushed out. So just updating all the strands with what happened that week. Um, <clears throat> they loved illustration animations of goals, stuff like that. Um, I did a few illustration projects as well. Uh, there was one of Fabio Capello where we did. I did six individual illustration animations. That was quite cool. Um, so th- there was freedom in that sense where you could do a lot of bespoke work. Um, do, you, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you feel like you get more time as well with working at UEFA where it's... Is it more focused on Champions League or is there other stuff like going on, um, other games going on or other other things you have to put out? Because in my head, it's like you get a bit of break between each like really busy period. Yeah, we work on Europa League as well. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah. But no, it doesn't work just as... Um, you, you don't have work just on match weeks because obviously there's other things they put out as well on their um, website. You've got archive footage, you've got, yeah. you know, best goals of the the noughties you know just features like that there's there's always work um so yeah you're always busy basically mm. yeah that's that's good stuff um so what's, one thing i asked them was like being being like really high performance it's, it's like that's the sort of mentality they're trying to bring in um and, and with their employees and, and trying to make everyone on the same wavelength of you know we're going to do it together um like you know we're a high performing company like what's the sort of mentality at UEFA and Premier League because I imagine it's like very very similar everything's wanted now sort of thing like like high pressure situation like you said earlier on I'm always interested in like companies and how they run especially someone I want to work at eventually yeah no there is definitely a high standard um I found ITV the most high standard place because obviously there's yeah there was um if your graphics are going out on screen they have to be readable to someone who hasn't got the volume on so everything has to be in a certain structure and um, visible. Um, but at UEFA, yeah, you, UEFA were very strict on their brand guidelines that you can't deviate from the colours or the font. Um, yeah, in that sense, it is strict, um, but the high standards are kept by, by the designers ourselves, really. We would like, te- like constructively give each other advice and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good that you can hold like someone accountable. So, are yeah. you going through like junior design? Is there, is there a junior motion designer or is there a senior motion designer? Is like because in in a normal design job, is like junior, middleweight, senior, like creative director. So, what sort of stage are you at? Me personally, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a midweight designer. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and so, you for you were you were still midweight or like yeah, cool. And and ICVs, so I was apprenticeship. So, did you go from did you go from apprenticeship to to midway? Um, I went from apprenticeship to freelance ITV uh, as a midway, and then I went to midway at ESPN, and then back to midway at ITV. So I've been midway since I was twenty. I've been midway since I was twenty. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's good. I was just well, I'm just thinking like career progress and career ladder of because in, in design it is quite a structured career ladder with um with that with with the whole junior middleweight like senior art director sort of ladder. Like, yeah. is there any way you would want to work out in the future like try and get like art direct art director sort of status status yeah so you know these design companies like the one who's just designed the Burger King logo yeah. Jones Knowles and Richie yeah that is somewhere that I would love to work when I'm when I'm older uh-huh. just that is like my goal job so <laughs> to, to, to work on um eventually yeah working in football for my whole life isn't something that appeals to me I mean I've done it for a few years now and I'll probably do it for a lot more years to come but there's going to be a time where I want to work on branding of logos and different companies and stuff like that nice yeah and really stick my teeth into it yeah because yeah. I do logos now for random companies I've, I've just done a logo for a carpet cleaning company and I loved it <laughs> just just coming up with concepts of someone's business and making it into a logo specifically for them and that represents them and their business coming up with cool like concepts is something that I really enjoy yeah definitely and doing something about out of football maybe more refreshing as well as things you've been working for so long maybe that's something yeah. that's going to come to me because because I had the opposite a couple of years ago but I thought oh, actually all I want to do is football <laughs> so maybe yeah. maybe a couple of years time we'll switch again but uh, who knows yeah um but yeah so uh is it, what, what keeps like keeps you motivated then because it, it obviously high pressure job all the time like always football what what keeps you motivated to, to 
carry on doing it? Um, I think surrounding surrounding yourself with people that are older than you and more experienced so you can always see what you want to be. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, I've always had a design team around me that inspires me. Um, and for the job I've got now, I've actually got a female boss, which for nice. me is amazing. So I can see what I want to be, you know, um, which I've never had before. Um, but yeah, I'd say that most motivates me just seeing what, where I can get to and if I could get any higher or how good I can get. Because for me right now, I, I'm nowhere near the level of the people that I've worked with. I've worked with some amazing designers and it, there's always that, you're, you're always chasing it, aren't you, as a designer? You're always chasing being better than you are. Um, so yeah, that, that should motivate you. Do, you. do you think there's a limit to how much you can push yourself each day? Because I always wonder, this, like, how, I'm over pushing myself too hard or I'm being too hard on myself or is it always quite a good thing to be hard on yourself? I mean, I feel the same where there's quite a lot of pressure at the moment, especially looking on Twitter every day and Instagram. There's certain people that put out content each day and it does make you feel inadequate as a, as a designer. Sometimes it makes me feel inadequate. Mm. I've, I've actually muted a few people this week because it was just getting too much. Like really retired and within 15 minutes I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing graphics. But yeah, yeah, it does get you down sometimes, like seeing all this content and working a full-time job as well. Yeah, It's uh, hard to create as much as some people seem to but it, sh- it shouldn't get to you but it does this, this is um, i mean something I keep, we keep talking about on the podcast and something come quite a lot is is like being almost half jealous or, or being jealous or like looking at other people's work too much or yeah because we're always on social media and looking at other people's work it, it, it becomes too much um and i've i think i've gotten over it pretty much but to the point where i'm now looking at people's work like that and thinking i'm taking bits from it more and, and thinking okay how can i use that in my work and make my work better by looking at it. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was. It took me like just just time <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, like a whole yeah. year of just thinking about okay, how am I can how can I get over this? At one point, I took all social media from my phone. That worked for quite a while. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it is a really tricky one. But I, I feel like everyone goes through that. Like everyone I speak to has that same issue in our industry. Yeah. And I think as well, like, you don't know people's ages as well. Like, you could be looking at someone's work who's 35, who's really experienced, and comparing it to your work when you're at a completely different stage in your journey. So I think that you've always got to remind yourself of that as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely the one. Um, And and this is the sort of thing I was talking about years ago. Yeah, years ago. And I would say it like I was giving myself advice. And uh, eventually it was sunk in. So, yeah, if you you remind yourself quick, like, enough times, it will sink in. Yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous slippery slope. That one that you need to, all of us need to climb out of. Um, but yeah, so what what what's it like day to day like now? Like working from home for the Premier League. It's really busy at the moment. Day to day, there's studio work, or we have this thing called core, where it's like more bespoke. So it does take up a lot of your time in the day. Um, and it's very hard to set set boundaries as well working from home because you never yeah. know when to stop. Because you're always trying to do that bit more, you know. What's the core stuff? Are you allowed to talk about that? Um, it's just like stuff for different kind of features that oh. you can spend more time on graphics. Oh, yeah. you mean like the main stuff you're doing? Quite cool. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought, sorry, I thought it was like a separate, separate segment. Like, I thought it was like, um, I don't know, like Premier League core. I thought it was like going to be a special oh, no. or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, is that, how, how are you... How's Premier League doing with it? Because Arsenal were doing like Microsoft Teams and like we got chats and and obviously emails fine still, but um, and calls quite a lot of calls as well. How how are you guys doing it? Um, we have Zoom chats sometimes, but most of the time we just we just we're allowed to get on with it and um, yeah, we just communicate via email really most of the time. Just email. Yeah, fair enough. Um, cool. <laughs> well, I mean, is, is there anything else you want to chat about before we go into the last couple of questions? Um, no. <laughs> I think I think you've covered everything like design wise, um, but yeah. Nice, nice. Um, well, the last couple of questions we ask everyone on the podcast, is, and they get a bit deeper in the second one too. But the first one is, uh, what's your best purchase under a hundred pounds? Um, I'd say my duvet. Nice, nice. I bought answer. a new duvet last year. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> a feathered one. Yeah. <laughs> is it like what sort of brand is it? Like what sort of make is it? 
oh, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was Sleep and Soak, something like that. And it's got like feathers in it. It's gorgeous. Nice, nice. Feather duvet. That's a good answer. I don't think anyone's ever said that, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, next one's uh, life advice. Have you got any life advice for people listening? Um, I'd say follow your gut with everything. Like you feel things for a reason and you should never ignore a feeling that you have. You should just jump straight in, take risks as well. Mm. Yeah, if, if, you're comf- if you're comfortable, it means that not, you're not in the wrong place, but it means that you're not pushing yourself enough, that you're not you know, in a place to improve a lot. Definitely, let's go on, let's go on. Um, the last one is, how do you want to be remembered? I know it's like, young, but <laughs> um, <laughs> we ask everyone, they're interested in the answers. Um, I think just someone who works hard and for everything they get, um, obviously not coming from university or anything, but it shows you can really do anything you want if you work hard enough or you, yeah, you, if you're motivated enough, you can do anything you want. Definitely. Yeah, such a, such a big one for the younger people listening is that you know, university, if, you, if you're before the university age, I mean, it's not always the best option. Like two people here on, on a call who didn't go to university, at, at, you know, I'd say my dream job, I mean, you're, it's a pretty, pretty great job you're at as well. So like, definitely think about it. Um, but yeah, that's great. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks. Um, where can people find you and, and, chat, and chat to you online? Uh, I'm hogan.concepts on Twitter. It's concepts without the vowels. Um, and the same on Instagram as well. Nice. I'll, I'll put the link down in the description uh, so you can find it easily. But there you go. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do share it around. Uh, leave a like on the video. It would be amazing if you're watching on YouTube. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcasting platform. Um, yep, yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast with another special guest from the sporting world, uh, sports in design world, uh, sports illustration world. Uh, and we'll be back next week, next Monday, for another episode. Thank you very much.